Welcome to Bounce Back Stronger, the podcast that explores ways to find peace and purpose after difficulty. I'm your host, Donna Ferris, and today we have international psychic medium and spiritual teacher Christina Leeson with us. A little bit about Christina. With over two decades of experience, Christina has been teaching, conducting readings, and guiding people to rediscover their purpose in this lifetime. Her journey includes facilitating spiritual expos, speaking at the Edgar Case Institute, hosting spiritual conferences and retreats, and hosting a radio show that served the entire U.S. East Coast. Her Inner Light Holistic Center was created 17 years ago and provides a wide variety of healing and spiritual classes, consistent with her goal of creating a lightworker army, one person at a time. The center has grown into a healing and spiritual community that she fosters with a weekly email that includes guidance, supportive messages, and links to her YouTube videos and free meditations. I highly recommend signing up for it. She is currently in the process of completing her first book about her ghostly experiences and how to handle these spirits when you come upon them. Christina, thank you so much for joining us on Bounce Back Stronger. I'm so honored to have you on the podcast. Oh, thank you so much, Donna. Thanks for having me. Well, it's, it's a joy. Uh, and I guess I am one of those light workers because of the classes that I've taken with Absolutely. you. I'm one of that army. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so we met, I think in 2018 is when I took the first Reiki one class. And I have to say, you changed my life quite a bit from just the teachings that you gave around energy at that time. And and I, I guess maybe it would be interesting to understand how you've seen those types of transformations within the clients that you've worked with and the students that you've worked with. Oh, wow. The transformations have been unbelievable. So Reiki changed my life. I was searching for something in my life to kind of move into the spiritual realm. There was a lot of things going on in my life at the time. And... Everything kept bringing me back to Reiki. I would meet a spiritual teacher that taught Reiki. Uh, I never met her before. She just came out of the woodwork out of nowhere. And the next thing I know, I'm taking this class and paying my money. And it just was the most pivotal moment of my life. Everything just fell into place. Um, Everything that I always thought or believed in was validated at that class. So as I continued learning about Reiki, I just had this really strong pull to continue on with my learnings and going into Reiki 2 and then becoming a master teacher. It was totally synchronistic for me to become a Reiki teacher and it all fell into place. I found the right teacher to teach me. People were lining up, waiting for me to get my mastership, to actually take my class. I wasn't even ready. I wasn't even certified for Reiki mastership, but people were saying, I will wait for you. And it was crazy how it all came to pass. And that was years ago. The transformation that I see in people when they take the classes it's the same feeling. I can see it in people's eyes. I can see it in their countenance. Some people just completely break down. Some people just completely flourish in it and just grasp it and embrace it. And they become, I've taught many teachers. I have, there's lots of teachers out there that took my classes and now are teaching other people. It's just amazing. Yeah. I mean, I found it myself 
it happened at such a pivotal time in my life. I was going through so many changes. And then the ability to understand that there's this energy that we have. Soon after that, somebody that I love very much died and I was able to see their spirit pass. And that was very comforting to me because I then I really understood that I we were never alone. I, I think that is a, a really big gift from this work is that the understanding that we really are not alone at any time. And I hope that anybody who's listening and feels alone, they will follow some of this path so they can realize that because I think that it's been incredibly helpful for me. Well, it's not just that we're not alone, but we go on. Like It's yes. so validating to know, yes. wow, the spirit goes on and there's That's right. spirits that help us. I look back, wow, in my life and I just in awe of how many times spirits stepped in and guided me, put the right teacher in front of me at the right time, right when I was open to it. And it just, it made me realize that, wow, we're not alone. We are being helped constantly. We have a huge support system. And what I found is in all the years I've been doing my work, the biggest issue is when we're young, growing up can be really difficult, especially if we're in challenging families and uh, we're not supported, we're not listened to for our gifts, like we see ghosts or we see spirits or people are afraid of that. Parents are afraid of that. And what I found is when you're growing up in that kind of environment, we shut down. We shut down our spiritual gifts. And yes. everybody comes here to earth connected. We are all psychic. We come here knowing, intuitive connected to source, protected by guides and angels. And to realize that there's a higher power. And the other thing is you get to a certain age, you know, you shut down in your life and you don't, you think you're alone and nobody's there for you and you're suffering through life feeling alone. And then all of a sudden something stops you and wakes you up and says, hey, you have abilities here. Situations and circumstances happen to us to kind of like take us by the shoulders and shake us awake and say, no, you've been intuitive all along. What are you doing? Like what? You know this. You know what you need to do and what's right and what feels wrong. And you know that you're being guided. You know this. That's what Reiki, I think, helped for me was that was the first step for me to say, hey, this is this stuff is real. This is real. Agreed. And I think Reiki one that I took with you, that was a, a big part of that was just, I think I came in such a skeptic. I just thought it was going to be another badge on my yoga sash. I was just kind of like, okay, this is just something that everybody does and whatever. And I heard that Christine is great, but you know what? I mean, I was the biggest skeptic in the world. And it's funny. I mean, and, and I, I came from a religious background where we talked about the Holy Spirit and I was like, oh yeah, that's that thing. But it's interesting how once I went through the class, you know, we did the, you did the hands-on work. I, it, was, it was unbelievable. So anyway, so I think I, I totally agree with that uh, about Reiki. And do you see a growing interest in spirituality and this type of work? Yeah. In, in, yeah. yeah. Well, when I first started, it was hush-hush. When I first started, people were amazed. At my center, I had the Inner Light Holistic Center in Gilbertsville. And I actually had a dream that I was taking it over and making it a holistic center. I had a dream. I was painting it green. And I was explaining this to my mom at the time as working with her totally different business. 
And somebody was sitting there listening to what we were saying. And she goes, you're supposed to take it over and make it holistic center. You're supposed to do that. Like, that's it. And I did. When I first took it over and I transformed it into a healing center, people were amazed. Like, I got this giant billboard out front uh, right on Route 100. And I put, I had written past life regression. (laughs) And that... So many people could not believe that I had the guts to do that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the billboard was huge. It was it was massive, right on Route 100. Yeah. And I would write Reiki classes and yoga classes and all kinds of <laughs> and it was like I didn't I at that point I didn't care. Yeah. That's the one thing about growing into your spiritual britches. I, I kind of think of that's kind of like what <laughs> spiritual, bridges. spiritual bridges. Oh, I love that. I don't know where that came from, but <laughs> I really love can't. it. But yeah, it's a t-shirt. <laughs> you're trying to fulfill it. You know, you're trying to fulfill the these giant spiritual bridges are trying to grow into them. And when you're growing into them, you got to get to a point where you just don't care what people think anymore. You just don't care. You know, it's and too you real for be, you. Oh, it, you might be the weirdo. You might be the witch. You might be the one who does all you know works with the tarot cards or works with spirit and and talks to ghosts and and people might be afraid of you but i'm going to tell you something the first time that there is an issue the first time that somebody has a problem with the ghost they need a reading guess who they are calling mm-hmm. us they call right. us yep. right yep yep i find it for me it's it's how do you deal with this person how do you handle this energy from this person? Those are the types of questions I get a lot. And I think that they think it's some sort of wisdom I have, but it's really a, a, an ability, it's ability to channel the energy and also channel like what I feel when I see somebody. And that's just intuition and the guides, right? Telling you well, what to not, know. It's not, uh, we're the male people. Like we're, we're yes, the male, we're the male, we're the male. <laughs> so we don't stand on the, on the front porch and start opening up your electric bill and start reading how much the person has to pay. I mean, we take the letter. Okay. We take the car, the bill, the card, whatever it is. And we hand it to the person. That's us. Like we, we get the information and we hand it over. And then yeah. the biggest issue that I've had with light workers is that light workers have problems with boundaries and the boundary issue is that they want to go in the house and help the person open the letter and hug them and hold them and tell them to write the check and to date it <laughs> right <laughs> and that's not a light worker's job Okay, that is no boundaries. And then the person doesn't write the check or doesn't do what we're given them. And then we take it personally, or we feel that we've let them down somehow or haven't done the job. And in fact, it's it's not. It's their journey. It's not our journey. We're just giving right. them information. We're just giving them the letter. Exactly. We're giving and we're channeling the information and we give it and we let it go. And our job as light workers is to realize that we have a gift. And the biggest thing that 
breaks my heart is watching someone who was gifted that walks away from those gifts. And it's usually fear-based, you know, it's yep. out of fear. I always tell people, if you're afraid of spirit, like, think about it for just a minute. You're afraid of the beings that have kept you here alive, who have protected you, the, the beings who have guided you and helped you and made amazing miracles in your life. That's what you're afraid of. And there's nothing to be afraid of. And I think it's, they're afraid of what people will think too. It's like, what does that mean to your, your life? It's all those things. It's the, it's, the, it's the need of the spiritual britches, right? You can't, like I, you can't care. I remember a time years, this is years ago when I first started. My husband, he didn't really understand what I was doing. He couldn't understand where, how I was doing it. And it was, he was very skeptical. He was really trying to figure it out. And then one day I did an event down in Virginia and I did a whole entire party. Like I, I did a speaking engagement. And then afterwards I read a whole bunch of people and he had to stay there because he was my ride, right? <laughs> he drove <laughs> me down there and he's in the corner and he's listening. And after we were done, he's like, oh my God, how did you do that? And I'm like, what do you mean? And he goes, you didn't know those people at all. And you knew everything about them. And I said, yeah, that's how, that's how it works. Like it just comes in and I tell them. And then that was it. And he would hand me the telephone and say, here, you need to help this person. <laughs> <laughs> he's a believer and he's a facilitator. Oh, too. <laughs> yeah, that was it. <laughs> You have to be in a, a mindset like, I have to help. I have to do something. I'm getting this information. The other thing is a lot of people are afraid to get information intuitively and share it because the the responsibility that's tied to it, if that makes sense. Like mm -hmm. some people are afraid, oh my God, who am I to tell this person this information, right? And when I was having a real issue with that. Like, who am I? Like, who am I to tell this person about this or that or what they should do with their lives? Who do, what do I know? Like, it's, it's all on me. So I sat in meditation and I asked my guides point blank. And I said, what is this? Like, this responsibility that I have? And they said to me, don't be afraid of what you get. We are giving you this information to give to them. If there's something that they shouldn't hear or something that they, that you can't do anything about, we won't give it. Awesome. When I, oh my gosh. When I heard that, I was like, let's go, man. <laughs> game on. Game on. Oh, it's so freeing because yeah. I was so focused on, oh my God, you know, I, can, I don't want to hurt anybody. And they're like, no, we will not give you anything that will hurt anybody. And that's kind of true of Reiki too. I think that's one of the things that I liked when I learned that you told us we can't give you bad energy. Yeah, you know, the universe you won't let you do that. The, 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 no, you know, it'll the guys won't off. let you do that. Yeah. yeah if you're gonna off, which I think is awesome. Yeah. If you're going to manipulate Reiki for a, a negative outcome, if you're going to do something to harm someone, the Reiki shuts off. Reiki will shut off. If you're going to do harm, it won't. It'll stop. It'll stop. It'll yeah. stop. Yeah. Well, that's just, which is good to know. 
So thinking about all the mail that we were talking about that we're getting, what is in the mail for us for 2024? (laughs) 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 And I guess two things, like what's in the mail for us in 2024 and how should we prepare for that? Well, as light workers, this past year, we were really getting rid of things that are holding us back, really facing some issues that are keeping us from being happy. It was a big, big year to kind of face some things that we needed to purge and things that weren't working that needed to end. And we're still going through it right now. Right now, there's there's a massive purge at this moment. We're at the beginning of December. We're going into a Mercury retrograde. We are still releasing and realizing that we have a purpose, that we came to life for the bigger picture to help in humanitarian ways. And a lot of us are being called and we're all different. So we all have different abilities and different skills. But when we're called, it's to amplify and kind of step into those skills that have been dormant for so long. We also had a major planetary shift this past year where Saturn changed alignment, which means it came out of a 30-year shift of karma. So we've been living our parents' karma or karma that we were made to carry for the past 30 years, and we're finally dropping it, releasing it. And in dropping it, we are going, actually going back to our childhood and remembering why we came here in the first place. And that is where our sole purpose, it's being resurrected. So things that you thought of when you were a kid, if you were, I was talking to somebody the other day and she came to earth and she wanted to be a veterinarian. And because of her situation and family connections, she couldn't do that. So it had to go dormant. And now with this planetary shift, she's finding other ways. She's actually using technology to help find homes for these animals and shelters. She's coming in from a different direction, but she's actually instilling her purpose back into her life. That's what this past year was all about is like, wow, I have a bigger purpose. I have something here that I need to share. You doing this podcast, you're right on time. (laughs) so accurate. Yeah. I mean, I, I do think that the timing of that is interesting because I think 30 years ago, I really decided to go full board into the corporate world and really run up that mountain. And it's interesting. I think you're right. I think I'm I'm coming back to the things that really mattered to me back mm-hmm. then, but I put them aside for, you know, a lot of reasons, a lot of good reasons, but. Well, we uh, were in a different, you know. we were in a different world is all about making money and, yep. you know, uh, moving up the corporate ladder and all that stuff. But we are moving into the age of Aquarius now. And next year is going to be a huge year for tech. There's going to be a lot of advancements and science and technology with illnesses. Wow. We've already experienced it, but this is coming really heavy now. We're really experiencing a lot of incredible changes. You know, people are putting down AI like crazy. 
with any kind of technology, anything that happens on the earth, you can use it for a negative because it's the earth. We ha- we're polar, you know, we have mm-hmm. hot, cold, you know, good and bad. I mean, it is, it's the earth. Like that's the way it is. Here. There's, always, there's always a shadow. Yeah. But we have to, rec- we can't just focus on the shadow aspect of it. We can't let it pull us down. If we allow ourselves to just constantly look at the shadow we're not going to want to do our work. We're not going to want to be here. And that's what we signed up for. We signed up when we were young to take our purpose and change the world for the better. Right? right? Yep. And this next year, because of the shift coming in, it looks like a big shift happening between the 1st of January and the 20th. And this time frame is going to bring in this massive change, people are going to, there's going to be more of a rebellious nature. Like people are not going to, you're already seeing it. People are not going to want to go back to a regular nine to five job. They're going to want to try and make money doing it like this or um, having their own businesses or, you know, calling their own shots, doing their own thing. Humanitarianism, helping the world is more important than money, but to, to be able to create or become profitable in humanitarianism is going to be the key. Mm-hmm. And, and really to instill that, that purpose, you know, that purpose coming in to help us remember why we came here in the first place. Which is and, a gift, right? And <laughs> a gift to be here. And how you know that's happening is this, like this year into next year, you're going to realize, wow, I haven't done this hobby for years and years. And I remember when I was a kid and I still love doing it. And you find yourself doing that again. I remember, oh, I had really long hair when I was a kid and I loved it. I'm going to grow my hair back long again. Or when I was a kid, I used to love being outside. So like getting back into nature, maybe going camping, maybe doing things that are more uh, nature oriented. Okay. Or creating something that's more nature oriented. Things that we did when we were young, you're going to find yourself attracted to again. Interesting. Yeah. And that's, and that's Aquarius and that's Aquarius and We're going into the age of Aquarius. So what happens in January, January 20th, there's a Sun and Pluto conjunction, but it moves into the sign of Aquarius. And that's where we get our first taste of this yearning to be free, this yearning to be connected, this eco-friendly, this helping the earth, helping the animals, helping people. I've seen people change their whole career to something with corporate and then like what you're doing and helping people it's i've seen it so much in the past few months how people are changing their lives completely doing a 180 so if their listeners out there feeling like they need to make a change with their life and do something completely different there's ways that you can make money and and have a job and have a career and still do humanitarian work doing something for the greater good being a part of that light worker army mm-hmm. and and we'll give you the links at the end to to connect with that light worker <laughs> army <laughs> how would you suggest somebody 
try to tap into, in particular, the light worker trainings that you have? What's the steps? Like, I mean, me, I took, I took Reiki one and, and kind of took that path. But is that the path that you would recommend most people do? Or is there other types of courses or? Well, it's funny. Everybody has their own way to move into that spiritual connectedness. For me, it happened to be Reiki. And the reason why it was Reiki for me was because I found out later that my great grandmother used to do hands-on healing in Italy. So when we're sick, she would go to their house and she would lay hands. And I have a very deep connection with Padre Pio, where he laid on hands that healed people. Amazing. And created miracle after miracle. So there's so much connection with me going down that path. But Reiki for me helped me connect with my psychic ability because I started putting hands on people and I would start seeing visions. I would start seeing loved ones on the other side. I would see guides. But some people might find it through yoga first and that leads them to maybe healing work, which then in turn leads them to intuition development. There's so many different routes. I I call it like an umbrella. There's points on the umbrella, but it all leads you to the top. Each point, doesn't matter which one you pick, as long as you pick one. The biggest thing is people procrastinate and don't. Yeah, they don't get started. I think one of the things that was helpful to me and maybe you could talk about it, is the meditation work. Yeah. So really learning to call in your spirit guides and to, oh, it's to start opening yourself up. Yeah. yeah. Talk a little bit about that. I remember the frustration with not being able to move forward. There was a time where I was fighting meditation. I was fighting it. And I would keep asking my guides and a meditation would show up on my computer or somebody, a friend of mine would call me and say, hey, I just did this meditation. And I'm like, oh, man, like... They can't keep telling me about meditation. I would pull oracle cards and it would say meditate, right? So I finally gave in and I finally started to meditate and I made myself commit to it multiple times a week and I would sit in meditation, but I, I had trouble with just using music or just sitting and clearing my head. I'm very much one that I I think that you should use meditation to give you guidance. So I would do guided meditations. And then I found, wow, I can't find that many really good guided meditations. And this is when I was first starting. So now there's a lot. But what I ended up doing is I would lead a meditation out of my center with 10, 15, 20 people, whatever. And I would record it. And I uploaded those onto my website and they're all for free. They're all different. There was even a past life regression one there. And what I found was when I meditated, the I remember the first meditation where I met one of my guides and the meditation was so vivid. I reached up to my guide. He was like seven feet tall and he, I'll, I, I'll never forget. It was like yesterday And he was wearing this white silk outfit with like a jacket and it was all white linen. 
And I was standing in front of him and I was looking up and he had a beard and I reached up and I touched his beard and his beard (laughs) was like silk. In the meditation, it was so vivid that I touched him. I touched him and he told me his name was John and then he was helping me and he helped me all through my life. I came out of the meditation totally wowed and I just drew him on a piece of paper So journaling is really important because when you look back at your meditations and your journals of the past, you realize how far you come and the things that you saw in your meditation. So after that meditation, I was hooked. That was it. And so I would go into meditation and I would ask them, okay, this is going on in my life. How do I fix this? And sometimes I would go in meditation and we would actually have a meeting so you can actually do this <laughs> if you have a hard time. You've got a thing going on. I need a meeting. <laughs> I love if it. You're going, if you're going through a really hard time and you have to have you have to have a sit down with your guides. I call it a sit down. So you can imagine yourself at this big giant, you know, table and all your guides are sitting around the table. You're at the head and you're like, you have the little gavel and you're like, okay, this is going to come to order. Okay, you guys, this is what's going on and this is what I need. This, this needs to change. This has to happen. And you have to help me. You guys can get on that. <laughs> and it works. It works. Yeah. So yeah. like you, you just sit with them and say, look, I believe in you and I know you're there. Okay. And I need your help. And this needs to shift. This needs to change. And then within the next few days, it, you can actually see the shift. It actually happens. It's amazing. It is. And I think if listeners want to start kind of on a slower key way of doing it, you know, just to kind of get your feet wet, what I tell people to do is write down the things that you want to know. And then what's interesting is as you continue to journal, the answers will come and they'll be different than what you normally think. So, you know, like I, I, I did that a little bit this morning and I was like, you know, my, my answers are normally a little fear-based, right? Because I have anxiety and they tend to be the worst case types of things. And suddenly when I'm, so then when, but when I'm meditating and and calling on the guides, they're love-based and they're all focusing on that, which is not my normal, you know, first go-to language. So I can tell right away that that's not me, you know, that is somebody else. And I think, you know, I've, I've, talk to a lot of people about doing this and and they've seen it work. So it's a good way to kind of get your feet wet in it to keep journaling. And then you'll see a change in what you're journaling and go, oh, that's, that's definitely more than just me. Oh, yeah. Well, so that's the other thing that a lot of people come to me with is they can't differentiate between their spirit and their ego. Your ego isn't a bad thing. It just, it's like a dog that you need to be in control of. Okay. Got to have a choker collar on it and you got to make it sit when it's barking and yipping and, and, and eating your food and jumping up on the counter. Like you need to control your dog. Okay. You need, it's like, it's out of control. So your dog is constantly bugging you. You can't do it. You're worthless. You don't, your ego only knows what you've learned. And it only connects to your experiences, right? So your ego doesn't like when you listen to spirit. So how you know you're talking to spirit and ego is the first voice before you finish your sentence, before you're done asking the question, the answer flies into your head. It just pops in there. 
Okay. That is your spirit. The second voice, the one that comes in and negates it. So what happens is that's your ego. So what your ego does, it goes, wait a minute. I was just in control. Where did that thing come from? (laughs) Where did that, that came in from nowhere. And I had no control over that message that you just got. And you're not going to listen to it. Mm -hmm. And that's what your ego does. It wants control. So your spirit says, leave the job. And your ego is like, no, I need to make money and I have to survive. And they're like, no, (laughs) you are unhappy and you hate it. Right? So then, so what happens is the ego is so loud. So spirit tells you so many times. And finally, spirit says, okay, you're not going to do it. We're going to do it for you. And then you get laid off. That's what happened. No. They take over. Yeah. They and take they over because they know it's because you told oh, them you were unhappy. Because right? you're hurting you told- yourself. Yes. Because then you're well, sick and then like you're not feeling good and you're depressed and you're going on antidepressants because of this job or you're having stress and you have to go to the doctors and take medication for stress. So the the guides and angels are gonna have to step in. So do something. Yeah. Because you ask but- them to. Because you ask them to and you know basically is what happens right you're not you're not going to be homeless and you're not going to be devastated you're going to get another job or you're going to find something else or um something else synchronistically falls into your lap you know how many times do we get offered a better position or something different or and then we negate it and say oh i can't see how that's going to happen or that's never going to work out or I'm never going to, you know, how, how many times do we assume, Oh, nobody's looking for somebody like me. (laughs) No, they're not going to pay me that much. Like how much do we assume? And how many times are we wrong? (laughs) Right. And how many times are we wrong? Right. Exactly. And spirits like, no, if you just check, if you just scroll and then what they do is they work with electronics. So they, make the right thing pop up on your screen or make the right connection with you or get the right person to tell you, oh, here's an opportunity for you. How many times synchronicity, your guides aren't going to let you fail. Yeah. I think, I think one of the big ones for me was like how many times I would have somebody pop into my mind and then immediately an email would show up from them or a message would show up from them I think once I started opening up, that was like a very quick way of kind of noticing it. And it was, there was too many to be coincidence. It was, it was just oh. happening all the time. Well, the problem once is, I started. is we, our ego makes us forget. So like, you know, when you find the feather or, you know, that comes out of nowhere, I remember a woman telling me she was having a really hard time. She was in the middle of losing somebody in her life and she was praying a lot and angels were helping her. And I said, your angels are helping her. You, I see them. I see them holding you up. And she, and she went to go make the bed in the morning and there was a feather on the pillow. Oh, she doesn't have like feather down pillows or anything. A feather showed up on the pillow. And I said, that's your angels. Your angel sent you that to show you. Hey, we're right here. And, and, and then forget. we forget it. And our ego yeah. wants to no, it's not the, you know, like somebody must have dropped it there. That's your ego. But you have to get a hold of that ego and you have to be in control of it. You have to control your mind. We are going into Aquarius, which is about tech and the mind. 
Okay. Aquarius is all about developing the mind. So we have to get in control of our mind and stop letting it wreck us and hold us back and destroy us. We have to tell it to be quiet. Spirit knows best. And to just hold on to that choker collar and make your dog sit. <laughs> your dog sit. Yeah. <laughs> but, but it's a good way of looking at it. I mean, it really, really is. Maybe it is a good place to kind of shift into the book that you're writing about ghosts. Because in some of our discussions with ghosts, that can be one of the tricky things too, when you're starting to open up your abilities is is having the ghosts show up in your guides. So oh, maybe yeah. take a second there. Well, right away, you either find this curiosity that you want to go and delve into ghosts. So you're enthralled and excited about ghosts or you're scared to death of them. And the book title is called Living in the Light, Respect the Dark. So it's all about being a light worker, living in the light, being connected to source and realizing that there are dark entities here. There is darkness. It's the earth. And we need to protect ourselves with good boundaries. And for us to be light workers, one of the jobs that we have is ghosts might come to us because they'll see us and they'll see our light. They'll see that we're turned on, that we can hear them. And so I realized that there's not a lot of books out there that explain the clearing and how to cross a ghost over and how to handle them, how to talk to them and to use boundaries. And I had so many experiences throughout the years. And when I was a little kid, I wrote a book in school. And it's funny how that thing has come back to me. And mm -hmm. I just, I, I was having a hard time figuring out what direction I needed to go in. And all of a sudden it just hit me. I woke up one morning. I'm like, Oh my gosh, I have to write a book. I have to write this. This is something that I'm passionate about that I feel that everybody could learn from. And I, I wrote it super fast. It's all real life experiences, things that have happened to me and how I dealt with them and what I learned from them. And I share that all with everyone. So it's at the publishers right now, waiting to hear back any day to That's move forward nice. with. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm very excited. And I'm already working on my second book. I'm going to have some more come out and they're all going to be on different topics, different things that I've learned throughout the years. You have to have strong boundaries with ghosts and you have to respect them because they can hurt you. Um, they're not all warm and fuzzy and it's not fun to live with a ghost. And I teach you how to clear your space and lock down your energy so that they don't bother you and you can have a home or a business that's peace and light and safe and protected. And I explain all that in the book. So if anybody's really out there doing that kind of work or really gets excited about connecting to ghosts, my suggestion is learn all you can before you go and jump in because you have to know what you're dealing with and which dimension these ghosts are in. If they are true ghosts, knowledge is power. It seems like a tricky place to kind of be playing in 
without a lot of guidance or knowledge. Yeah. And I've seen people who have gotten attacked by ghosts and attached with them. And I really feel like this information needs to get out there because it would really help teach people what they're dealing with and to protect them and protect you. It helps the ghosts in whatever situation that needs to happen, but you're also a light worker. So you're crossing them over. You're helping them go back home. Yeah. Yeah. So as we start to tie up, what other things do you think the listeners would benefit from? So we were talking a little bit about the new year. This next year is an eight year. Okay. And I do a little numerology where 2024, when you add up the numbers, it makes an eight. And eight is all about duality. What I want to get across is that we have a choice to either step up with our abilities or to shut them down. And this next year, we really need to work on boundaries, but we also need to work on self-love, self-acceptance, and recognizing, you know, there's a lot of people out there that have problems with not being acknowledged from maybe their elders, their parents, how they grew up. They're not acknowledged. And what I try and tell people is that you're bigger than your family of origin. You're bigger than that. The blessings and the gifts that you have, you're not here for those people specifically, even though we have contracts and we're connected to them and there's things that we're supposed to learn from them. That's fine. But you didn't come here for them. You came here to do a purpose. To find out what that purpose is, is imperative. And to not shut down your intuitive connection. It is so crucial right now to find your purpose. And your purpose isn't like your job. It's not what you do for a living to make money. Your purpose is who you are. It's how you share your feelings with others. It's the things that you have around you. It's how you express yourself, how you hold yourself, how you feel about things. It's your whole being. All the other side and all your guides and all your angels, all they want is for you to be the real you because you're so beautiful and so gifted and passionate and loving. And there's so much in you and they want that to come out. My real big message for this year is don't shut down that voice. Control the ego mind. Stop listening to all of the negatives in your head, how you can't and you shouldn't and you won't. And realize that that's not getting you anywhere. And it it hasn't. And what gets you further in your life to find that authentic self is going to be source. It's going to be your guides, the divine, your connection. Develop that connection and don't let it go and trust it and follow synchronicity and your intuition and allow yourself to shine because that's that's what you came here to do is to shine. Don't stop looking for it. Do everything you can to tap into that through meditation and yoga and Reiki, painting, 
walking, there's active meditation that you could do. Anything that it's going to take to get you to spend time with yourself and to not feel guilty about that time and to not feel guilty about the money you spent for yourself. It's crucial to spend that time for you so that you can shine. That's amazing. Well, I think we can end there. If you don't already follow Christina Leeson and you don't already have access to that email, this is the kind of guidance you get on a weekly basis. It is amazing. And I found it incredibly helpful and intuitive uh, as to what's happening in my own life. And I'm sure you all will experience that too. So thank you so much, Christina. It was wonderful having you. And that's all for today. If you want to learn more about Christina's Inner Light Holistic Community, her YouTube recordings and free meditations, those links will be in the episode notes. Thank you so much for listening. I hope this episode was helpful. And if it was, please subscribe, drop a review, or share it with your friends and family. That's the best way to get it in the hands of those who may benefit. And if my daughters, Sienna and Sylvia, are listening, I just want you to know how proud I am of you. And I love you so very much. Bye now.